You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everyone, welcome to Page to Stage. A conversation with theater makers. We're your hosts. That's Brian. And that's Mary. This episode is part of our series on Chicken and Biscuits, a new play by Douglas Lyons. And it's the second half of our conversation with last week's guest. If you haven't already, go back and listen to part one. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Broadway is not a new playground for you, but it is your first writing credit on Broadway. Has this new perspective altered your opinion on the industry? And if so, can you give us some examples of things that might stick out to you from the process as the playwright in the room? I'm always thinking about impact and reach as a writer. And as an actor, you're thinking about your track, your wig, 
your voice? Are you on the number? Can you do the show that night? Where's your body at? Right. It's a very singular thought. And as a writer, I'm like, I want to make sure that Black folks in New York and beyond understand that this play is for them. It's for everyone else as well, but it's really centering Black women and our joy. And so I've been very much in talks with the producers and the GMs and publicity about how we reach outside of the box that Broadway typically is. I was reading this article um, and it says that the Broadway audience is 15% of the American population typically. And movie theater audiences are 75%. And so my hope is to bridge that gap. And can we add 10 to 15 more percent to the folks that come to Broadway? Can we let people know it might be, you know, as pricey as a Beyonce concert, but you're going to enjoy it because people do spend their money. They're just not invited into the space. And so as a playwright, my mind now is who am I writing this for? This is my mentality, my, my like three-step program. Who am I writing this for? What do I want it to say? And how can I be paid to do it again? That's, that's like my motto in my career. Um, and it's not just for Broadway. It could be off-Broadway. It could be regional. But am I reaching the people that I intended to reach with the story? And if I've done that, I've won. Is that something that you're con- – is like a, a constant – like you're checking yourself throughout the whole process? Or is that like when you get started or, with, with a project or a new production? Uh, everything. So I'm, I've dabbled in television and stuff now as well. And, you know, part of pitching TV shows is knowing your core audience and demographic. But I think in theater, you can just write for the audience, but an aud- a Broadway audience is not specific. That's not specific enough, right? So when I pick up my pen, um, Chicken and Biscuits may be part one of a three-part series I'm negotiating. I've written in the second part, which is invisible, and these plays center the joy of Black women. That's who I know it's for. It's for Black women to have jobs. It's for Black women to come into the theater and feel seen. And when I know I'm writing towards that, it makes it more intentional and specific. So before I kick off a new project, I'm always asking myself, okay, what are we trying to say? And who are we trying to reach? And then who's going to pay us so that we can write it? Because uh, who's going to pay these bills? You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I'm sure also like those questions probably inform a lot of your writing in terms of like the character and also like this, just the storytelling arc. I'm sure that helps with the whole outlining process or pre, you know, pre-writing, whatever your ritual is there. I, okay. So I also wanted to ask, since we're on this topic of process, what is what has been your favorite part of the, the development process for Chicken and Biscuits? including all of the readings, all, you know, the world premiere, Broadway, all of it. Part of it is finding actors who align so sweetly with these characters that you can't see it any other way. Like when you see Ebony, who's playing Beverly, you're going to actually think she is Beverly. (laughs) You know what I mean? And she's in real life. She's just not, but that the script found talented people who have something to dig into that is not something that you ordinarily see on a Broadway stage. And that is hype. That is so exciting because there are going to be young Gen Z black girls who get their, you know, hair braided and they're on their phones who will identify with Latrice. And they don't get a Latrice in the American theater, but they will now. And that to me is powerful. And like my God sister who has seen me do theater, you know, the majority of my life, she saw Chicken and Biscuits, and the following week, 
unprovoked, she brought her girlfriend down from New Haven, drove two hours, and came back because she enjoyed it. She's never done that with anything I've been in, okay? When I'm on stage, she don't come back. But she came back with chicken and biscuits. And I said, I said, that that's that's commitment. That's feeling seen. That's powerful. She's not a theater person. I I think we're going to see a lot of what you just said with your god sister and, and her girlfriend of coming down. Like I think people are going to bring back their friends, bring back their family because representation matters. And for them to see themselves on stage, like I can't even imagine what that must feel like. And I mean, I was also telling Brian before you guys hopped on this call, of, like I feel like they're reading it, just reading it, not even experiencing everything else that is that makes this live theater. I have, I don't I have not seen or read anything quite like this that has been on a Broadway stage before and I think that I think people are going to be very very surprised and also very I mean they're in a good way like they're going to be taken aback but they're also going to be very excited to finally see their family their mm-hmm. friends their neighbors their community on stage and so I'm just I'm so I'm so pumped and I was very, I was like, you know, even this morning, I was like so excited to pick it up again and even counting down the days to October till we go see it. During Bo, I was watching a lot of This Is Us, which helped that device. And then with Chicken and Biscuits, I think of shows like Girlfriends, which I grew up watching, Insecure Now, and how people become invested in those characters. And it's because they're relatable. And I feel like the theater just does not try to relate. It tries to be because it'll sell for the people that are already, but it doesn't try to go beyond its bounds and go, I want to relate to you over there. And this is for you. Come, come in this space. And I think yeah. that's what this place is going to do. Yeah. It's like other, other things that I've seen are very elevated or that they create this whole other world where I think is what's special about chicken and biscuits is that it, it is our world. It is mm-hmm. our, you know, the reality that we're living in. It doesn't try to, I mean, it is like it is, you have created your own world, but I feel like it's very, you know, you're able to kind of penetrate that bubble very easily, mm-hmm. which I think mm-hmm. is special and unique about the show. You have already touched on this, but is there anything very specific that you hope audiences take away from the Broadway play? In its rehearsal period, we have found a new level of healing in the play. So it is a comedy, but also there will be moments where if you've been holding on to something in your life or someone that's hurt you or someone that you've lost and you're not allowed, you feel like you're not allowed to move on, hopefully this play will encourage you to release. It's also a space where I think Black people who live in America, who live with the tension of what this world is, will have an example of what true breath and and restoration feels like when it comes to family conflict and relationships and disappointment and how is that restored and healed. And I think this play is going to be a hug for people who have lost people or who haven't spoken to someone for years for whatever to say, is it worth it? Can you heal it? Can you figure it out? Is there a way to bring it back? Because once it's gone, one of the the quotes from the play is, uh, it used to be, I think it's gone now, but family is family. Um, it don't fade away until it's gone. It's actually cut. So rest in peace that line, but it really encapsulates like the reality of perspective when we bicker over small things, right? And we fight and we don't like that person, but when they're gone, will you miss them, you know? So I think the play is gonna make people laugh, 
and make people release. So our lightning round, it's something new to the podcast since you've been on it, but we we end every episode with a little lightning round. It's not like you have to answer in lightning speed, but we just pretty much don't really elaborate on your responses, even though sometimes we really want to. <laughs> okay. Um, so to begin, uh, this is a new question that I added, Mary. I hope you, uh, hope you approve. I saw um, it. You're good. <laughs> if you could trade jobs with another member of the Chicken and Biscuits company for one week, who would it be and why would you want that position? Latrice. Um, Latrice, because she is the youngest person on stage, but one of the smartest people on stage. She's like intuitive and calls things out and it's funny and it's heartfelt and i feel like she is the axis of the play in a weird way in a fun way where people are like shut up you're young but then when she speaks you're like oh wait a minute i didn't think about that so i would say latrice what is one thing in the theater industry that confuses you our inability to be honest about what we see we will talk about it in private and like but not in public. And I think I really want us to be able to get to a point where we're like, baby, you are fierce. You are kicking your face, but that show is trash. And I want people to be able to like differentiate their talent from their show. Mm. Because I think sometimes we're so precious about, well, it's Broadway. And uh, and then you'll be like, oh, congratulations. But then you'll go home and be like, that was trash. I hate it. And like, why don't we, we do it with movies we do it with everything, but theater is such a, a precious place. And I feel like it's holding us back from a breakthrough. What are three adjectives that describe your ideal working environment? Open, focused, fun. Amazing. Is there something in your writing process that you find unique to you? I write five to 10 pages at a time. So when I met Jalen, I was at page 30. I will never write a full draft of anything without hearing actors on it at least 10 to 15 pages in because if you write something like let's say we were writing wicked and you wrote all of wicked but then realized that like people hated alphabet for this one line she said at page 18 you've now written everything thereafter and in the first reading they're over her so people have to sit through something they don't like so you have to check in with the characters and they will inform you where to go that's how i write tv and how i write scripts Probably scripts. What is one hobby that you have outside of the theater? Podcasts. Podcasts. Um, can I plug other podcasts on this podcast? Yeah, sure. I do? Give them okay. love. The Man Enough podcast, Fanti, and The Read. Those are the three. Man Enough comes out maybe on Sunday. I don't know. But Fanti comes out on Thursday. The Read comes out on Tuesday. And I... I fall asleep to them. Uh, two of them are black hosts, which I love because we just have a way about talking about culture. Uh, but podcasts, I will listen to podcasts sometimes more than I listen to music now. Mm. Are they, sorry, this is a follow-up question, but are they a podcast on on like writing or like entertainment or is it just No, there is pop culture, pop love culture. It. It's not, yeah, I, I try to actually separate and not be an artist when I'm not on the clock. Like I have lovely friends who are like, he's on, he's Broadway, he's, and I'm like, I just want to be a human. I just want to have a cocktail at this bar. Um, so no, I really try to separate unless I'm studying. Sure. Okay. Well then this, I guess, ties in a little bit with, with what you were just saying. Are there any books or podcasts or other resources that you find helpful to you as a writer? 
I watch a lot of YouTube. I like the Hollywood Reporter roundtables. You know, when people talk about process, um, I love award shows because when they get those awards and they tell their speech and you learn things that you didn't know. But I, I really watch actor, writer, director interviews about their process because everybody's, you know, is a little different. And there's something to learn about people who have been great in the arena already that we could always pick up. So you take a little salt from here, a little sugar from there. Um, I was reading one time that August Wilson, if he had like an idea come to him, but he didn't know what the whole play was, he would at least write the scene. And so with Invisible, my new play, I knew how it ended. So I wrote the last beat of the play because I was jammed up in the middle at one point. But when I got there, I was like, oh, great. So that was something I learned from reading about his process Mm. that I then Mm. applied to mine. A final question kind of riffs off of uh, the tagline for Chicken and Biscuits, a feel-good comedy that will feed your soul. So how has this process fed your soul? It's fed my soul because I come to work every day by a predominantly Black room and process. I am alongside the youngest African-American director in Broadway history. There are Black women everywhere laughing, crying, and healing in the room. I feel like I'm honoring my grandmother, my cousins, my mother, and the comedy and nuance of what it is to have Black culture raise you in a space that's typically not for us. And that is feeding my soul and hyping me up so much because I think when people see this play, they're gonna be like, oh, that's just, fa- that's just family. It's like, yeah, but we black, you know, like we just want freedom, but we black, we just want to breathe, but we black, you know, like that is feeding my soul to offer a new perspective and not to really care about what people think about it, but to know it deserves this space. So that is feeding my soul and all the, there are 25 debuts on and off stage with the show. Um, between all the departments. So I love that. just, yeah, I'm just, I'm full on the possibilities of what chicken and biscuits can offer for a new generation of what I think theater can be. Oh, this makes what me a way, so what excited a way to, like, to see it. Yeah. I mean, what a way to end this conversation, but also like, yes, like, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. Yes. Okay. So the last time we had you on here was, um, I think it was 2019, but it was episode 18. So where can our listeners find you on social media? I am Douglas Sings on Twitter. I don't really use Twitter. Uh, I am Chocolate Hipster on Instagram. And you can look me up at douglaslines.net and lionsandpackjar.com. And you yes. can get your tickets for Chicken and Biscuits on <laughs> chickenandbiscuitsbway.com. That's it. That's it. Come oh. through. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us again. We're so excited to be putting this mini series out there and hopefully, you know, hyping people up for Chicken and Biscuits as much as we are. Um, so congrats and uh, see you October 9th. Yes. Yay! Thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of Page to Stage. To keep up with us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Page to Stage Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, we have other conversations with theater makers from Chicken and Biscuits. Check them out. Until next time. That's Brian. That's Mary. We'll see you later.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.